Welcome back to the Football Friday podcast presented by Football Fever. Today we're going to have quite a few nice topics to speak about and first up we've got the Champions League roundup. There's been a few big games and you could say a few shock results um, over the past few days and first up we've got Leipzig nil, Liverpool 2. What do you think of this boys? Um, so I think Liverpool were a lot better Look like yeah. they look like the stronger side. What you expected before the match, even though they've been on a, yeah. a bit of a dodgy run recently. Um, but I feel like uh, Leipzig's defence. We were just making too many mistakes, and you can't be making mistakes like that when you've got players like Firmino, Salah, and Mane on the opposite yeah. team. Well, there was a lot of um, criticism on Upper Meccano, wasn't there? I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. He he did show his qualities defensive wise. Like he did make a few good tackles and um, on Manny's goal, I think it was. Like, have you seen the video of like the acceleration from him when they yeah. lost it and him running back? But if yeah. you haven't seen that, it'll probably be on the internet somewhere. Everyone can watch it. But um, I mean, obviously Liverpool were well. I wouldn't say recently Liverpool have been playing badly. The results haven't gone their yeah. way, but dominant performance and obviously. Leipzig were home, but it was played away in Hungary. Um, there's talks that Liverpool's home leg will be played there as well um, because of the restrictions in Germany. Um, so could, that could have played a difference because Leipzig are one of the teams that like need fans or rely on fans more than others. Um, but same with Liverpool, to be fair. But um, yeah. it, was, it was one of the more the least shocking results you expected from the other three that we're going to talk about. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm happy that Liverpool have um, put a dominant display display in, and hopefully can take it over to the second leg. Zach, have you got anything to add? Seems like you're also a Liverpool fan. Well, I feel like it was massive for Liverpool and massive for Jurgen Klopp because I think Liverpool needed that little bit of confidence going even into the Premier League to try and get to that top four race, which. I'm pretty sure most people would have predicted that they would have easily got top four, but now we're in the fight for the top four, and I think this 2-0 win is, re- is going to boost the confidence of our players' lots, and especially Alisson, who's made a few mistakes in the last two games. Yeah, it was his 50th clean sheet, I believe, as well, mm-hmm. um, in 114, I think, games for Liverpool. But um, like you said, confidence, big boost, heading into Merseyside derby. Um, on Tuesday is it? Saturday. It's Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Don't know why I said Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Well, another big game, more one of the shocking results, was Barcelona one, PSG four. Now, would you say that this game is done and dusted, Jacob? Would you say PSG have all but won the tie? In my opinion, they have. I feel like getting four away goals is just. Because, I mean, Barcelona could win 3-0 um, and PSG still win because of away goals. Yeah. So I, I feel like, for me, even if we do see some uh, messy magic, um, I think uh, this is over. I think PSG are through, in my opinion. But never say never. Never say never. But yeah, you saw um, yeah. Liverpool against Barcelona two seasons ago so you can never say never Champions League is a special competition but could this also be signalling the end of Messi's time at Barcelona 
Now, we did talk last um, podcast, if you haven't seen it already, um, go and watch after this one about Messi's possible um, re- reunion with Neymar heading to PSG. Do you, do you think this will be play a factor in his mind, that maybe PSG are ahead of Barcelona at this moment in time in football? And whether he'll want to leave Barcelona? I think, obviously, he loves Barcelona at the club, but I yeah. think he knows of his age um, and where Barcelona are right now. It's going to be a struggle to win much, even the league, um, how it's going. But, um, yeah, I think he'll, he'll have it in the back of his mind um, knowing that PSG is there for an, an option. But, yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of uh, agreeing to do if that deal does ever go through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think well. it's yeah. I think it's big for Messi to do this because um, people will say Ronaldo's back. He's done it over multiple different leagues, and Messi's only done it in um, the Spanish league. And if he does it in maybe another league, then people will more likely call him the goat. And I think it's good for him having a new challenge in a different league. Obviously, it's not as big as a challenge to win the um, league earn as it is. La Liga, but it's like a new league, different tempo. I think it's big for Messi to take this opportunity well, and yeah. maybe get that deal done. Partially agree, but it is France. Farmers League. I apologise to any if anyone French is listening to this. Although, actually, looking at the stats, most of our viewers are from Belgium. Um, I'm not sure how or why, but <laughs> we don't mind. But um, PS, um, Mbappe was the key man, the star man um, of the game. We'll talk a bit about him later um, because in the next game, Haaland, another possible future greatest of all time strikers, um, helped Dortmund into a 3-2 win. Um, yeah. Sevilla took an early lead and then obviously Brucey Dortmund are just qu- quite a... like. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. A stronger team than, Sev- than Sevilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, three away goals again. Obviously, away goals almost count as two. So, what we're looking at, Sevilla need to win 2-0 um, away at Brucey Dortmund mm-hmm. to go through. I mean, that, it's very rare that Brucey Dortmund don't score goals. So, um, yeah. would, you, would you also say that Brucey Dortmund are almost through after a performance? I think... They definitely. I'd go seven. I'd go seventy thirty in Dortmund's favour. Yeah. Um, I feel like obviously they can score goals with the attack, but I feel like the defence is just a bit too dodgy with how many goals they concede, mm-hmm. like we saw the other night against Sevilla. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I, yeah, I'm, I'm imagine Dortmund. Yeah, it was it was through. quite a late goal that they conceded as well, like eighty second yeah. minute, I believe. Um, and that could be vital for the yeah. second leg. Obviously, going in with two away goal lead is a lot bigger than, obviously, you think 3-0, you need a 3-0 win to 2-0 win. It's quite big. Um, mm-hmm. And let alone not letting Brucey Dortmund score at home is a challenge on its own. So be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Uh, <laughs> and then the final game uh, that's been played about the time of recording this is Porto 2, Juventus 1. Ronaldo not having the time of his life on his return to Portugal. 
quite yeah. a shocking result. Um, Porto were leading 2-1 for the majority of the game. Two, well, two early goals. I think it was inside the first minute of each half that they scored. Yeah. Um, and then Rabio, I believe. It, was it Rabio? That, no, it was Chiesa that scored, weren't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, from Rabio's assist. Um, well, obviously, another one where the away goal was vital because almost it's 2-2 with the away goals. Mm. So, I mean, I do, I do hope Porto go through because it'll be more of a shock. Um, yeah. But I, I do believe but... that... Um, you went so strong enough to beat mm-hmm. them and go through. Yeah. I did sort of see Porto scoring a few goals, but I didn't expect him to win. I thought it would have been like a 3 2 game, because obviously Porto at home, I thought like Juventus would have to travel all the way to Portugal. And I thought Porto would get a few goals, but I didn't expect them to win, so it is a really shocking result. Well, their defence actually been quite good this season. One of the strongest mm-hmm. in Europe, obviously. Is that down to the league they play in or what? But... Um, it, it was an interesting game and one that I don't think anyone saw coming, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, what we what I said earlier, we'll talk about Mbappe. Um, we've got a little discussion for you guys that are listening as well. Um, if you want to send comments on YouTube or to our Instagram, wherever you listen to this. Um, but we're also going to talk about, we've got a big debate. So over the last few seasons, it's sort of been Messi against Ronaldo. But I think maybe this year could be the year where it mainly focuses to Haaland versus Mbappe. Now, they're mm. two similar players. Um, obviously, I think Haaland's more of a more clinical finisher and Mbappe has the flair and the pace. Um, but the question that we'd all want to... Um, it's, well, it's probably one of the toughest questions in football right now. Would you rather have Mbappe or Haaland? Um... Can I can I have yeah. a little answer? Yeah. So, obviously, it all depends what league you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, Premier League, I would def- I would rather have Haaland yeah. because he's already ready for the physicality. Because and he's like strong, he can finish, but he's also got a lot of pace. Yeah. What yeah. like he's like kind of a more agile and fast Harry Kane, I would say. Yeah, yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if I could choose between them both, I think I would definitely choose Haaland. Mm-hmm. It, it, it comes down to money as well, doesn't it? Like PSG yeah. would want a lot more money for Mbappe than Haaland. Mm-hmm. But um, what about you, Zach? Would you, are you saying the same as Jacob, or maybe a different opinion? Maybe you prefer Haaland. Well, I mean, I feel like with Mbappe. PSG would want a little less money since those contracts running out soon. So I feel like that could play a big factor. And I just love having that Mbappe pace, but Erlen Helen's finishing as well is also really good. So I think it's really impossible to decide between them. Well, I, th- I think it also comes down to um, to the club that's buying as well. Um, I yeah. think Haaland, w- well, El- Mbappe would suit a more Liverpool counter-attacking team more yeah. but um, yeah it, it just come down to money and um, we've got we've got links as well talking about Mbappe coming up later in the podcast so stay tuned so let's keep listening for that um, but it, it's a very interesting one and like I said tell us who you'd rather have in your team but me personally uh, I think 
if if a team has the money, I'd say probably Haaland. Obviously, like Jacob mentioned, a good point that the physicality in the Premier League, I think Haaland's better for that and he's more ready. Um, but I think Mbappe has the ability to become slightly better than ha- Haaland. Because um, if he does, if he adds the finishing that Haaland's got, I think then he's, he can easily become one of the greatest, if not, well, I wouldn't say the greatest um, footballer, but he's certainly not far off. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it all comes down to um, to the money they'd want, especially if Mbappe's contract's up next at yeah, the end of next season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, next we've got England and Germany are to fight over Bayern Munich star Jamal Musiala. Uh, what do you want? You want to tell us a bit more about Musiala, Jacob? Uh, yeah. What, what his status is looking like? When he's mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he's about to sign a new five-year contract with Bayern Munich on his 18th birthday in eight days. Um, he's got dual in, uh, nationalities, so he was born in Germany and lived there uh, until he was seven, but moved to England and came through Chelsea's academy um, and stayed in England for nine years, and then uh, moved back to Germany and joined Bayern and continued his development there, and that's quite interesting because obviously we're seeing if he's classing class himself, obviously he was born in Germany, but if he's classing himself as English, obviously a lot of English people are uh, yeah. players are developing in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his mo- mother is Ge- uh, German, uh, and his father is uh, British Nigerian, and uh, he won two caps with England in twenty ones. So again, playing for the England's youth level, it's like maybe he's edging to the England side yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Um. But he could follow the same pathway as Phil Foden, Jude Bellingham and Mason Mount in their development. And Lowe, the German manager, said uh, last month, I think he knows one way or another I want to nominate him. But in his... Uh, sorry, in his... De- uh, but it's his decision. Um, he's played... But he's also played for Germany's under-17s. So, again, he's... Maybe really unsure of which way, like what would be best for his career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, by playing for the youth level at um, England and Germany. Um, same things have happened to Declan Rice, Jack Grealish and Wilfred Zaha. Uh, FIFA changed the rules back in September uh, to that the player is allowed to play up to three competitive games for a nation as long as they are under 21. Um, and then change country. Um, this means that both England and Germany don't need to rush to get him a senior cap. He could change country. So, yeah, I mean, one of the most exciting players in football right now. But what do you guys think? Well, I think we should just start off by saying what a player he is. At the age of only 17, nearly 18, um, playing almost, well, playing quite a lot of games for Bayern Munich is an achievement for anyone, but for a young, in- well, I don't know if we can class him as English or German yet, but um, for anyone, he's such a player. Um, obviously, like you mentioned, um, a lot of players like Phil Foden, Jude Bellingham, Mason Mount, English coming through the ranks. Um, yeah. There's a lot of potential in the England squad. Um, I think he'd bring 
a lot more to that, more attacking player um, on the right wing. Uh, it's it's a tough decision for anyone to decide what country. I think, I think definitely now, um, like if he's playing now, he, they have more chance of winning com like competitions with Germany. I don't know if that's how he's gonna base a decision who he's gonna win more with, but <laughs> it, it's very close. And in, in the future, who's got the um, the brightest squad? Because England, to be fair, have a lot of bright players um, ready for the future. Like you say, Phil Foden, Jude Bellingham, Mason Mount, Trent's even still young. It's a lot of young Baden players. Sancho. Yeah, a lot of players. But, well, for our sake, I hope he joins England. Um, add to the other young players, hopefully, in five, six years' time. They'll all be in the prime, ready to go. What do you think, mm -hmm. Zach? Do, if you were him, would you join England or Germany? And a reason why? I feel like if I was him, I'd probably go with England, just like the young talent that England have got. We because we do have loads of young talent, but um, if he was like in his prime right now, I think it'd be an easy decision to go to Germany. But seeing so he's only young, I'd say it's probably best to go with England due to the team that he could play with in the future. Because he won't really get um. Like play so much with the German squads because in that position they have loads of good players to play there. Well, yeah, well, well, like Jacob said, they have changed the rules. So he's under 23s, under 21, sorry. He can play three games and see. Um, but I think what I've read before is Germany are ready to call him up for the um, senior cap so he can play with the first team. But um, England want to keep him with the under 21s. Um, for the upcoming competitions, so it's it, it's tough. Like he could start playing for Germany now, but does he think he's too young for that? At only just turning eighteen, I'm not sure. But he's definitely one for the future. Um, Sign a new five-year contract with Bayern Munich, um, and I don't think oh, I'm not sure. He, he could definitely become one of the brightest players in the world, or definitely if he doesn't reach that, definitely one of the best English players there will be in a few years' time. Yeah, it, it'll be. It's very, it's very interesting one. Um, we'll have to keep an eye on that, as he does have a good three years to decide on what his national team will be. But um, yeah. moving on to a bit of transfer news, um, we've got David Alaba has announced that he's going to be leaving Bayern Munich. Um, I'm not sure how long he's actually been there. Is it been nearly ten years or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think it has. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very experienced centre back. I know. I think almost every um, podcast we've had so far, we've we've at least mentioned his name. Um, but do you, do you, I know um, we've also narrowed down that we we all think that he's mostly going to be joining Real Madrid. Do you still think he'll join Real Madrid? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll definitely join Real Madrid if Ramos leaves. But yeah, mm -hmm. I think it all depends uh, what's happening with Ramos's career. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to um, wages as well. I think Real Madrid mm -hmm. will be able to afford his wage, uh, but he, he's not a half bad, decent replacement for Ramos, is he? To be fair, um, no. But yeah, another one to keep an eye on, see where he goes. Um, but yeah, I think Real Madrid, as he's mentioned before, dream club, um, and I think he, he he definitely fit in there straight away. And. Um, talking about Mbappe earlier we've also got he's had links 
with Liverpool again. Um, I'll tell you a bit about him. So he's once again been linked with um, Liverpool with reports in France claiming they're one of the four sides who will make a move when the Frenchman decides to leave PSG, whether that be this summer, next summer or one in the future. Um, he's out of contract in 2022, like we mentioned earlier. Um, the World Cup winner has reportedly confirmed he plans to stay with League One Giants next season. However, he has not committed his long-term future, um, and which opened the door to him moving on as a free agent on a signing with an or signing a new contract with a release clause to facilitate a swift exit. Um, Lee Parisen claimed Liverpool, Real Madrid, Manchester City, and Juventus, if Ronaldo were to leave, all want to sign the Frenchman. However, Barcelona have withdrawn the race due to the finances involved. So it's a bit, it's, there's a lot of teams after him, but um, I do still believe that Liverpool and Real Madrid are up there. But I do think Real Madrid have got the slight advantage with uh, their like stature and how big of a club they are and their finances. But um, PSG also don't intend to let him leave for less than 200 million euros, uh, according to the report. While his wage demands will be above thirty million euros a year, now that that will make him one of the biggest, well, highest-paid footballers in the world. At only twenty-two, is he? Um, obviously, yeah. he's one of the brightest mm. prospects in football right now. Um, but but so, but this um, um, outstanding figure hasn't put Liverpool off. With the report claiming, with a report claiming, sorry, FSG have the funds to afford him and his wages. PSG, however, are reluctant to sell him, but will consider a suitable offer, with in turn helping them move for Lionel Messi. And then Jamie Carragher has also said um, Liverpool will be a perfect destination for Kylian Mbappe should he leave Paris Saint-Germain. Now, it's, it's an interesting one. I, I do think he'd definitely leave PSG. Um, he's definitely not going to stay there forever. As he said, it's very limiting to what he can win there. Um, bit of a farmer's league, as I mentioned earlier. Almost guaranteed a league, but where do you think he'll go in the future then? Do you think Liverpool will be a perfect fit, as J.B. Carragher said in an interview? Or do you think Real Madrid is still destined for him? And, yeah. I think um, Liverpool is the perfect fit, as um, they would have, Mbappe would really like fit Klopp's style, and um, I think he'd really help like Liverpool push on to winning the domestic double. Um, well, the Premier League and the Champions League, I mean. and um, But I think it would be really tough with the finances. But if FSG um, do have the finances, that'd be really exciting. But I don't think it will happen. So I think it's more edging towards Real Madrid. But I'd really love him to join Liverpool. Yeah, I, I do hope he joins Liverpool. But what 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 do you think he'll ha- will happen to him, Jacob, as more of a neutral, not a Liverpool fan? Now, I think, in my opinion... How it's going, I think he's got more chance, in my opinion, winning the Champions League with Liverpool in the yeah. upcoming future than Real Madrid because Real Madrid got an aging squad unless they go and sign, I don't know, maybe six world-class players. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think there's more quality in the in the Liverpool side, like with Salah and Mane um, and even Firmino and other players, Thiago. Um, Van Dyke and stuff, but um, I think for me, uh, he'll be looking at that Liverpool team and be like, if he gets in that team, he's seeing how many opportunities in 
uh, how many opportunities uh, in front of goal he's going to get. And I think, yeah, I think, like you said, I think he'll suit Liverpool better. But, um, yeah, I think it's just down to money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like football nowadays, is just it, the majority of it is money. Uh, got Rich on his high chance of signing the better players and ultimately winning more cups, competitions. But it's a good point, like you said. He's probably got more chance of winning the Champions League with Liverpool. Real Madrid do have a mm-hmm. few good youngsters, but I think they're like they're almost too young to be thinking about to what for Mbappe to be thinking. Right, well, in the next few seasons, we'll have a winning the Champions League with Real Madrid, when most of Liverpool or majority of Liverpool's players are in their prime or coming up to the prime. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the squad has um, quite got more chance of winning things than Real Madrid. But obviously, if it's like he said, mentioned before, Real Madrid is his dream club. So, once again, it comes down to factors like that. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. a, bit, a few more transfer rumours. Um, we've got Zavia are reportedly interested in signing Takumi Minamino this transfer summer. So, um, interesting one. He's obviously gone on loan to Southampton in January, like we mentioned in a um, few tran- um, podcasts ago. Um, he's, he's done quite well. He, he's got a goal in his debut. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not um, fully sure how much he's played, um, but he, he's a good fit for Southampton. Um Klopp has said in his interviews he is in his long-term f- plans and he does believe that Minamino does have a future at Anfield, so it'll be interesting. But I'd say, obviously Liverpool signing for £7.5 million. Um, maybe if Liverpool got... I'm trying to think how much they're selling for. £15 million maybe? £20 million. I guess it depends how much Klopp wants to keep him at, at Anfield um, and whether he has a, a long-term future at Anfield. Um It'd be interesting to see if Klopp let him, lets him go. Um, obviously, if they do bring him back in, would it game it game time probably would shorten even more. Um, and now that's something because he's hardly featured for Liverpool in the year and a half he's been here. So it's interesting. One to keep an eye on. Um, obviously, he would bring more to Sevilla. They've got quite an ageing squad as well, to be fair. Same with Real Madrid. Um, it, what is Menino's... 26, I think. So he's one more get going into his prime. So I assume he would want to be playing, featuring more than he is at Liverpool, which also could play a factor on whether he wants to sign for Sevilla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we've also got something Zach can talk about a bit. Now, the Premier League chief executive has um, ho- put hope in Premier League fans by saying, hopefully... The fans will be able to t- return to stadiums next season. Now, do you want to tell us a bit more about this, Zach? Um, uh, yeah. The chief executive he, has said. He's also said um, that no one can say because um, the pandemic that's going on right now has a way of surprising you, but um, we haven't lost hope and we see a few back this season, which I presume he's saying like because the coronavirus is changing so much. And if the cov- if the government keeps putting us back into lockdown, then the fans won't be allowed in. And it also depends on what tier the fans are in, because yeah. um, I think towards the start of the lockdown, the latest one, only Liverpool and Everton were the only Premier League teams yeah. allowed. They were the only teams in tier two. 
And um, he's also said, I hope next season opens up quickly and we can get fans back in the stadium in real numbers and get back to the real Premier League. And as he says that, that's really exciting because um, I do miss having fans in the stadium. I miss going to the games myself. So I do hope all the fans are back in the stadiums next season, which is looking like more likely in the next upcoming seasons with the vaccines. And um, he's also said that um, he's trying to get fans back in for the FA Cup semi-final and the final, which would take place in Wembley. Yeah, um, it's an interesting one because obviously football is the obviously famous saying is football is nothing without fans. Um, they're like the twelfth man and everything. Um, obviously, <laughs> we all go to football games here. Um, there's nothing better than be there's there's just something more special about being in the stadiums watching your team play and score. Um, but obviously, teams do need support from fans. And there's nothing I've missed more in lockdown than not going to football games, to be honest. But yeah. hopefully, um, if everything does calm down, people will be able to go back to games. Um, and yeah, like you said, the real Premier League will return. Fans yep. and Champions mm-hmm. League nights and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and finally, we've got Max Aarons is expected to leave Norwich and become one of the top four ball- footballers um, in the world. Bayern Munich have opened talks for the star man and Manchester United have also heavily scouted him. Now, we have spoken about Max Aarons briefly in the previous podcast. Uh, obviously, he's a bright he's a bright player. Um, another Englishman, like we said. A lot of young players coming through. Uh, but another right-back. So, would is going to Bayern Munich good for him? Would you say it's good for his career? But obviously... As well, like I said, we've got a lot of um, right backs, but um, do, would being in Nor- staying at Norwich limit his um, chance of getting into the England squad? So obviously, if he's going to buy Munich, win stuff, would Gareth Southgate be able to scout him a bit more, um, maybe give him a bit more of an influence? Because obviously, if he's performing at that such high level at Bayern Munich, I think Gareth Southgate would have no other chance to to call him up at least and give him a few yes. appearances. So I think the best move for him would be going to Bayern Munich, because again I'll say English players going to Germany, um, the majority have impressed. Yeah. Um, and we've also seen what uh, Bayern Munich have done to Alfonso Davies at left back when he's joined, made him one of the best left backs in the world, and top quality. So maybe Max Sounds is looking at that and thinking, um. Could Bayern Munich help me reach my like the best that he could be? But yeah. I think if it was between Bayern and Manu in his case, I think it's got to be Bayern Munich as Manu have already got uh, one percent, uh, one bazaar, uh, no God, one <laughs> Um So for me, I feel like Bayern Munich would be the best move for him, and um, that'd be the way to get into the English uh, England squad. The English, uh, the easiest. Mm-hmm. And well, it, um, it goes up. there was also links to him going to Barcelona in the summer on a loan deal, but they ended up getting Sergio Dest as um, Semedo went down to England to um, Wolves, and I think um, Bayern Munich would be the best option for him. And yeah. Yeah. 
I just think going moving to Bayern Munich will be um, good for his career. Um, and another topic you can say in the comments: if you were, um, if you were him, would you go to Bayern Munich? Like I, I agree with both of you that it is the best way for him to get into the England squad. Um, and he does look at Alfonso Davies, and the especially signing up Meccano as well. They might have one of the best defenders in European football. Um, see, losing Alba is a big miss, but um, if they can bring in a Max Ahrens, um, I think he would improve them a lot, and I think he'd probably fit more or less straight into the team. Whereas, like they yeah. said, Man United have one Masaka, so it'd be a bit hard for him to fit in. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it's the best move for his career. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that'll round up um, this episode for the Pog- Football Friday podcast. If you have enjoyed and you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. It does mean a lot. Um, and thanks for everyone else watching this, whether it be on Spotify or whatever. Um, if you haven't, go back and watch some of the previous episodes if you've enjoyed this. Um, and until the next one, oh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace. Peace.